Hello, folks. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, I wiped out on the big patch of ice. As oh, I was, rip. Uh, walking into my apartment, but I am still here to record podcast for you. That's how truly dedicated I am. <laughs> we persevere. We persevere through slipping and falling down and other various misadventures um anyways so last week we talked about cloak and dagger um and that made me think that we uh should talk about bill mantlow's uh other most well-known creation rocket raccoon and then that made me realize like have we really talked about any of the guardians of the galaxy on this show um no and we (laughs) have we've done adam warlock we've done moon dragon um we did kate pride who was star lord for a little bit yeah yeah which we're uh very proud of her we Um, did uh beta ray bill who i think has been on the team at some point yep we did Billy and Teddy, who apparently were there. I still are, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, we're very happy for them. But, uh, we have not done any of the, uh, the, like, main characters who people associate with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, we'll probably, we're gonna, uh, remedy some of those. What if- um, we just pick, like, the most obscure team and go through all of them, and then it's like, well, we did the Guardians of the Galaxy. This this one yeah. specific <laughs> roster of it. Yeah, the iteration of the Guardians that has, like, nobody people are familiar with on it. Like, great, we did it. Go us. Um, yay. Um, but we are, um... I- I feel like we should start, since this was what made me uh, have the idea. Cosmo with, the Space uh, Dog. Cosmo, Cosmo the Space Dog, um, of course. Um, we're going to start with a guy who actually uh, hates Cosmo the Space Dog, um, <laughs> and that's Rocket Raccoon. Um, I this, this might be kind of a, a weird episode. Um, cause I feel like people would be inclined to assume, um, based on the current prevalence of the Guardians of the Galaxy in, uh, comics and also in the MCU, especially in the MCU. If you watch the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, you'd probably be like, that raccoon must have a crazy story. (laughs) Um... And he what if, does. But what if he's just a normal is, raccoon and one day he's like, what if I had a gun, actually? Yeah, what if I, uh, what if I just started shooting people for funsies? Um. Hey everybody, Briar Button in here for a second, just to disclaimer that, uh, about this time, my whole microphone stopped working. And I didn't realize until the end of the episode, but we don't have enough time to re-record anything. So, enjoy 
Olivia talking to a ghost for this episode. But, uh, sorry. The good news is Olivia has all the facts. All the things that you need to tell the story of one rocket raccoon. Rip my audio. Bye. So the thing is, the uh, Guardians, the first iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy was formed um, during an event called Annihilation Conquest. Um which was a largely kind of space-themed crossover event where um, Ultron merges with the Phalanx, which is a uh, race of techno-organic aliens um, that are like... current, Current canon is that the Phalanx create... The Technarchy, which is where Warlock from the X-Men comes from. Um, That's like a a recent retcon. Before that, the relationship between the Phalanx and the Technarchy was sort of unclear. Um, They were related. It was just not really sure how. But anyways, so the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't created until the uh late aughts um and rocket makes his first appearance in 1976 um but after that first appearance he has like a very scattered few like appearances throughout comics um until the guardians of the galaxy are created and then once the Guardians of the Galaxy exist, it's just kind of, like, non-stop. So it's like you look at a list of, like, Rocket's, you know, like, comic book appearances. Um, and it's, like, from, like, the mid-70s through all of the 2000s, there's, like, four. And then you hit 2008, and you get a bunch of them. And then you hit, like, 2012... Where, like, the Guardians, like, movie was announced. And then it's like, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. So, it's a a weird kind of timeline. So, I don't know uh, how uh, long this episode is going to be or how it's going to shake out. But, um, we'll find out. The other thing, uh, is that Rocket's backstory is pretty um it's a lot of things it's definitely sort of problematic (laughs) it's definitely quite problematic so i'm gonna we're gonna give a uh warning for ableism before we get into the backstory stuff uh and i'm gonna say probably making a good choice in the films to, it seems, be foregoing that entirely and being like, it's a high evolutionary thing. It's like, yeah, that's, um, that's fair. So, uh, Rocket, uh, first shows up in, uh, Marvel Preview in, uh, 1976. 
uh, in a story written by Bill Mantlo and drawn by Keith Giffen. Um, and then his next real appearance after that is in a, uh, story, um, in Incredible Hulk in 1982, um, where the Hulk ends up in space and helps, uh, Rocket. He's obviously, uh, named after the Beatles song, Rocky Raccoon, um, and in his Hulk appearance, like, the story is, like, titled after a line from the Beatles song, um, and there's also, uh, like, an artifact on his planet called, uh, Gideon's Bible, which is also a reference to the Beatles song, um, so it just, you know, I guess sometimes you're listening to the Beatles and you're like, this is a fun song, but what if it was about a literal raccoon with a gun and he was in space? Um, I think when he first shows up, he is called Rocky Raccoon. And then in, uh, the Thor, the, I mean, the Hulk story, it's like, oh, Rocky is, is short for Rocket. But, uh, so the, the story, okay. The story of Rocket Raccoon is that he, um, lives on a planet called Half World, um, in the Keystone Quadrant, which was a, a planet that was settled, we're getting, this is the ableism part, a planet that was settled by aliens who wanted a planet to put the mentally ill members of their society. Um, so they, uh, found, um, found this planet that they, uh, basically used to create an asylum planet, um, and built a, uh, force field around it, um, and created a bunch of robots, um, to take care of the inhabitants of the planet um and uh then they dipped <laughs> uh and the robots over time uh gained sentience and did not want to be taking care of these aliens um and so i'm going to i'm going to uh pick a different job um, so they took a bunch of, uh, animals who had been left with the patients as, like, service animals, um, and did a bunch of, uh, genetic experiments on them to give them sentience, <laughs> and were like, okay... You guys take care of them now. Um, and the robots left to go to the other side of the planet, um, where they, uh, built, like, a bunch of, 
industrial complexes um, and started like mining for resources. And they also built a factory um, that they used to make toys to give to the patients, um, which is like where the reason the planet ends up being called Half World is because half of it is like this, you know, industrial robot like half and the other half uh where the patients and the animals live is like green and flowering and rocket like in addition to helping uh care for the patients is also like a park ranger i think um and uh there's another uh like sentient animal named Lila, who's an otter, or maybe maybe it's it's L Y L L A. So I assume Lila, but it could be like Leela or something. Um, uh, and uh, in like the early adventure with the Hulk, it's like there's a um one of the other animals um named who's a mole named Judson Jakes um and uh like takes over the toy factory and like builds a bunch of like evil clown robots um and tries to steal the Gideon Gideon's Bible which in this uh in this version is like a uh like the writings left behind by like the doctors um before they dipped and left all the patients to be like cared for by robots um and like everybody assumes it has like some sort of like secret forbidden knowledge in it um so the uh the story with the hulk um is, like, uh, this evil mole is trying to, like, steal the Bible, and he also, uh, kidnaps Lila and, like, tries to, like, force her to marry him so he can, like, get her family fortune or something, which I don't understand why that would be... Where does... Where did her family get the fortune? (laughs) Given the way that this society is struck... How did that happen? I don't know. Um... It's, it's comics, boy, it sure is comics. Um, uh, there's also a, uh, a talking walrus named Walrus, <laughs> two words, um, who is, like, Rocket's kind of, like, sidekick, um, and there's, like, a bunny named Blackjack O'Hare, who's kind of a rival, um, and he also, um, he, like, has a, uh, ship called the Rack and Ruin, which is fun. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, is introduced with this, <laughs> um, questionable backstory. Um, he has this adventure with the Hulk where they rescue Lila. Um, he, after that, has, in, like, 1985, um, he has a solo miniseries, um, 
that also like takes uh place. It's like all uh it's all half world stuff and it's basically like five different people all trying to kidnap Lila and possibly marry her. Um so uh not not a huge win for feminism. Um but there's like a new uh an evil frogman or possibly lizard man um called Lord Divine. Maybe it's divine, but it's D Y V Y N E. Um but uh it's like uh there's like two like Lord Divine like starts like a uh rival toy company to Judson Jakes and uh the two of them start like a business war, but also like a real war because they're trying to kill each other. Um they're still uh, trying to, like, control ownership of Gideon's Bible. Um, Rocket's nemesis, Blackjack O'Hare, gets, like, hired by one of the groups um, and then ends up teaming up with Rocket. Classic, you know, classic rival team-up. Um, and uh, they, uh, at the end, Rocket uh, declares his love for Lila um and decides to leave the planet and go uh see what else is out there in the galaxy um a bunch of this gets retconned much much later in like the uh the post like MCU Guardians era um where uh it's revealed that, like, Rocket had a, uh, bunch of his memories, like, either erased or tampered with, um, and the reality was, like, much less kind of, like, zany, and it was, like, actually, like, an, you know, the planet was actually built to house the criminally insane, and Rocket was one of the security guards um and uh the star thief who's a a supervillain gets like brought to the prison and uh rocket ends up designing like a uh a security system because he he he's too dangerous for the prison to control it turns out and Rocket ends up designing a, like, containment system where, like, he can only be, he can only, like, get out if, like, all of the genetic signatures of all of the guards are present. Um, so, uh, well, listen, it's, it's, it's fine. It, it work it works. As far as I know, but Rocket, yeah, right. Um, but uh, Rocket uh agrees to have his uh memories wiped slash altered, um, so he can uh, and then he leaves the planet forever. So he's like not going to come back. And he's not going to think to come back. 
because uh, he won't remember it. So theoretically, this guy's never going to get out because Rocket's never going to be back there. Um, yeah, yeah, but I do, like I don't know if he does. I don't like Rocket does. There are stories where he goes back to Half World. I don't know if this guy ever gets out or not. It seems like it would be the obvious thing once you've established this to be like, oh no, he got out. <laughs> but I don't know if he does. But also at that time when like the Guardian stuff is going on, there's also like a lot of more significant problems that everybody's worried about. So he's your plan didn't work at all. Um, so after that, um, after, you know, the Hulk story and the miniseries, he basically just has, like, a couple of cameos. Um, he shows up in an issue of, uh, Quasar, um, when he's, uh, kidnapped by the Stranger, who is a, uh, I mean, sort of like the Collector. He's a very powerful alien who just kind of, like, takes different sorts of beings to study them. Um, but he, like, he shows up briefly there, um, and then is, like, freed with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other aliens. Um, he has a, uh, an appearance in a She-Hulk story, um, in maybe the 90s, where, uh, he is, like, caught up in some stuff with the Dabari, um, aliens, uh, and then She-Hulk shows up to help, um, but yeah, like, besides that, he is really not around much, um, it's, he, it's, like, definitely people were fond of him, um, because, I mean, he was well-received because he got that, like, you know, original, like, solo mini. Um, and there was, like, sort of a, a fan following um, to the point where uh, when Peter David um, was, I think, writing Incredible Hulk, um, there was a... Uh, or maybe it wasn't Peter David, but there was a, a writer on Incredible Hulk where people were, like, writing in, like, is Rocket gonna show up? And then they had, like, a, like, one-panel joke where it's, like, you saw, like, Rocket's, like, pelt, like, hanging on a wall. It's like, oh, Rocket's dead. He's not coming back. But obviously Rocket's not dead. Um, but, uh, so, like, people, pe it was... People liked him. It's like kind of like a little bit of a, a Howard the Duck thing, you know, where it's like kind of like a weird comedy character that people like latched onto. But Howard the Duck was also more kind of like explicitly like satire. Um, and Rocket was just kind of a weird guy. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, in what's not to like about, yeah, listen, a little talking raccoon, um, with guns who, uh, goes on funny little space adventures. Um, 
he also has um I think this might be a later established thing, but he has like um he uses a bunch of like space swears um that like you know sound sort of similar to earth swears um you know in the way that like so many kind of like cartoons cartoon aliens are like what the flark is going on here like that kind of thing he does that a lot people love that <laughs> is that a thing has starfire ever said that because that it could it could be it's embedded in our subconscious <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just proves it's the perfect replacement alien swear. Uh-huh. Damn. Okay. I guess we just like Damn. Okay. Well, thank thanks. Thanks Guardians movie for just embedding that in there, I guess. Um so as mentioned, uh in 2008, you have this event, uh, Annihilation Conquest, um, and, uh, as part of this, uh, Peter Quill is sent to form a team to help, uh, fight the Phalanx, um, in, like, kind of a, like, Suicide Squad sort of way, like, a team of mostly like criminals who would be considered uh expendable like go in there try and kill the phalanx see if it works um and he finds rocket uh in a prison cell with Groot um so this this is the first time the rocket Groot thing has been introduced but it's like it's established when Peter meets them that they were kind of working together before this. So when Rocket and Groot join the Guardians, they have a pre-existing friendship that we just haven't seen on panel. Um, and then literally they're like we love we love this weird raccoon but you know what would make him better is if there was a big old tree that he rode around on um so they um in like later solo because se- rocket has like a solo series after this and i think there's also like a rocket and groot series so they go back and like fill in some of the you know what happened before uh, Peter got them out of prison. Um, Which I think the two of them got arrested together, like, multiple times. Um, And the first time, it was like, it's like they met because they were cellmates, and at first Rocket was very annoyed by him. Um, But then he um, saw some of the guards bullying him, and that made him really mad. So he was like, whatever, this guy's my friend now. And then they busted out of prison, and he was like, you want to go do some more crime together? Um, and Groot was like, I am Groot. Um, hell yeah, let's do it. So, this is also really, um, where they dial in his kind of, uh, modern personality. He's still, I feel like Comics Rocket is, like, meant like, a little more kind of, like, older and grizzled than, like, MCU Rocket. 
like still and obviously like as is the case with a lot of characters who become popular in the MCU the like MCU versions and the comics versions kind of end up converging as like the comics go on um but i i i it seems like initially rocket was like a little bit kind of more you know world weary um but still very you know rough around the edges prone to violence um dismissive um more uh more loyal i would say than he's initially portrayed in the mcu um and uh also like a very 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 like exceptional tactician like that's his like main thing that he brings to the team is he's like really really good with like analyzing situations and coming up with plans um to the point where like like multiple other people like outside of the guardians of the galaxy have like commented on it like wow this raccoon is like really good at that <laughs> um damn that that raccoon that raccoon's really good at planning um so they um they go on this uh first adventure uh trying to stop the phalanx um the original iter- the like annihilation conquest iteration has peter rocket groot and mantis um and then like another three members who are not involved with uh future iterations of guardians of the galaxy um and like a lot of it is kind of like peter being like you know mad that he's doing this and like resenting this team and like thinks they're all expendable and then like as time goes on he's like oh actually um i'm attached to some of these people and also i think that we should keep having a team to uh solve space problems um it's also uh in this like the first annihilation conquest story where they have the first time that groot is uh seemingly killed and then comes back because he can regenerate from like a smaller version of himself um it will not be the last time uh but that that is a thing that has been like uh you know recurring since this this first iteration they also and this has come up since then a couple times um there's like an implication that rocket has like OCD and it's like sort of played as a joke um yeah 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 I I am disappointed I think it's come up since then and I'm not sure how seriously it is uh portrayed um and like it seems a little weird to be like you know better mental health representation from the talking raccoon but also like the talking raccoon is an extremely popular and recognizable character at this point so um i mean if you're going to give him ocd don't make it a joke please um <laughs> yeah yeah you fucked up a perfectly good raccoon is what you did look at him um 
God. So, yes, after this uh, adventure, Peter is like, hey, we should uh, keep having, like, a team to do this kind of thing. They don't call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. It would be very presumptuous. They do end up calling themselves that, like, early on in one of their first adventures, but it's because they meet somebody who's from a future version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and is like, I'm such and such from the Guardians of the Galaxy, and after they fight him, Rocket's like, that's a good name, we should take it. (laughs) And then presumably create, like, a time loop where it's like, that guy from the future is like, the Guardians of the Galaxy are named after this team who named themselves after the guy from the future. Um, so they, uh... Yeah, they they form a team and they start, uh, you know, doing a whole lot of space adventures. And, um, boy, folks, (laughs) you know I, you know I have a tough time with space adventures. Um, in addition to the, uh, Guardian stuff, um... Rocket also has a, um, couple of solo series, I think. Um, like I said, uh, there's a 2014, um, series, uh, written and drawn by Scotty Young, um, who has, like, a very distinct, like, kind of, uh, cartoony style people have probably seen he does a lot of like uh like variant covers um that are like very distinctive kind of like almost like chibi-ish but also like a little bit like Jonan Vasquez kind of um but uh a, a good a good fit for the you know the wacky raccoon book um and then there's a uh 2016 uh rocket raccoon and groot um so a lot of the kind of uh solo adventures sort of uh the again because there's like such like a huge gap in between when he was introduced and when he got recruited for the guardians there's like a lot of room to, you know, go back and add, like, oh, someone from Rocket's past who we haven't seen before is, like, you know, coming to to try and collect on the debt or whatever. It's like, oh, he, like, screwed somebody over while he was doing, like, mercenary work, and now they're mad at him. Um, there's, like, a couple storylines where, um, he, uh, he has um a bunch of hit like scott pilgrim style a bunch of his ex-girlfriends form a team um to try and kill him because they're all mad at him um there's there's a very distinct a weird layer of kind of like womanizing heteronormativity in this raccoon backstory um which I don't love, but I do love when a a bunch of, uh, ex-girlfriends team up. Um, there's also, there's, like, 
some appearances um from like former like half world people like blackjack o'hare shows up um they do like go back to half world at some point i think it's in like one of these solo series that they do that like big retcon that's like oh actually you like erased a bunch of your memories it was different than you thought it was um wild to me that they did it like it happened fairly recently and they were like we're gonna retcon this but we're gonna keep the whole asylum thing. It's like, I mean, if you wanted to have be like, oh, your memories were wrong, you could have made it anything else. Um, but whatever. Maybe with a <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, like you said, with the like high evolutionary stuff happening, um, you know, it's entirely possible that they'll like re retcon it. Uh, depending. Um, but, oh, I gotta plug in my iPad. There we go. Um, he also, uh, makes some various appearances in other books. Um, given his, you know, zaniness, um, he's kind of, like, a good fit for somewhat goofier stories. Um, so it's, like, he's shown up in, like, Deadpool a few times. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I think he, like, teams up with Squirrel Girl at one point. Um, uh, like, stuff like that is kind of, when he's by himself, that's, like, a little bit what, uh, or when it's him and Rocket is, like, a little bit, uh, what that gravitates to. And then with the, um, with the Guardians, um, they, uh, you know, have their own stories, which are, like, a lot of times kind of, like, similar to the MCU version, where it's like, oh, we're, like, doing mercenary work or we're like doing heists and then it's like oh no we got swept up in some big intergalactic conflict and we have to help save the day um and then they also obviously uh show up in most crossover events since annihilation conquest as you know part of the whatever's going on in space arm of the situation um so they uh at some they like get involved with some shiar stuff they get involved with some kree stuff just all all the all the space all the space things that i don't understand um i also no i plugged you in please listen to me um if my if if my if my if my iPad dies, well, we'll figure it out. I don't okay. It's it's going up. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um he uh ends up uh leading the guardians for a little bit um while Peter is uh gone doing, you know, dealing with some personal stuff. Um and he's also 
sort of kind of an Avenger very briefly um, during the kind of recent event uh, Avengers No Road Home. Um, he's like part of a team of sort of Avengers that all just kind of like drop together, but kind of counts. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I support him. There's also a story, um, for a little bit where he, uh, gets like, it's like the, uh, the procedures that were done to, you know, give him sapience are like reversing themselves. Um, and, uh, he starts like getting kind of like sick and and weak um and he well turn doing that and also getting sick um but he uh he gets better he gets better you know it's comics he gets better um oh my gosh there's so many freaking storylines um but yeah, it's like, oh my god, why is please iPad? Um anyways, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird a weird sort of history. It's very, very weird. I mean, it's weird that this character was like became like part of a major team. Um and then it's like also very weird that this character specifically became like one of the most beloved characters to come out of the MCU. Um, this is it. I know. Like, what's not to love? His best, his best friend is a tree. A, it's a big tree who carries him around. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty wacky. But, you know, I support him. I support this angry raccoon. I don't support some of the stuff that happens in his backstory. Um, some of the concepts that were introduced, but I do support him. Um, did you have, uh, anything else to talk about or to, uh, to bring up? Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am proud of you. Anyway. Did I read comics? Um, I did, um, I did finish the, uh, the Zeb Wells New Mutants that I took out from the library. Um, yes. Um, I, uh, also, um, requested, um, a bunch of the, um, the Al Ewing New Avengers, which is the one where, um, <laughs> Uh, Roberto is leading the team, um, because I want to, I want to see, I want to see him. Yeah, he buys AIM. I, yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see, see the boy. Um, so, uh, that is next on my list. Sorry I'm not reading any comics that are, like, coming out now. <laughs> These, these things do happen. I'm just, I'm just kind of in one of those places. A bunch of the, uh, X-Men stuff has sort of paused for Sins of Sinister to be happening. And I was like, I don't want to get involved with Sins of Sinister. Um, and also, uh, 
DC right now is doing Lazarus Planet. I think I mentioned last time I don't understand <laughs> what's happening in Lazarus Planet, but apparently I gotta read it because they're, like, introducing new characters who seem cool. Um, and, uh, also I watched Wakanda Forever. We both watched Wakanda Forever, finally. And, um, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can subscribe to our Patreon, because we're going to be talking about them after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, they sure did, huh? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it is a challenge. Um, in a lot. In, I mean, I feel like it, it's, like, hard enough as, like, a full-time working adult to make time to go see a very long movie. Um, and then it's also, like, okay, I gotta, if I'm gonna go to the movie theater, it needs to, like, not be that crowded, and also I need to wear a mask the whole time. It's just, like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Anyways, you can hear more of our thoughts by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, you can also, uh, follow us online uh on twitter tumblr instagram and fa i almost said tiktok we do not have a tiktok um uh i don't i don't know what we would put on there so we're not gonna make a tiktok um facebook is the other one um you can find us on all of those at capes and japes uh you can send us an email to capes and japes at gmail.com uh we have a, a discord server that uh, everyone is welcome to join. Come hang out. Uh, we have a Patreon, as mentioned, where our uh, Black Panther bonus episode will be going up some... Yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Um... No! <laughs> Me neither. Um, oh, so, sure. Oh, uh-oh. Should I stop my recording? Okay, no, no, I'm good. It's okay. going now, maybe? Okay. I think what happened was my uh, USB got jiggled. No. And it unplugged my microphone a little, just enough to not work. Oh, no. Anyway. All right. Um, anyways. Should, should I, should I finish doing the outro? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we have a Patreon. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Um, if you Where want I will to be recording for real. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you want to support us on there, um, we can, Damn it, uh, my Black Panther takes are gone. No, they're lost. <laughs> my, my Black Panther take about Disney just releasing it to streaming for Black History Month is gone. Um. A tragedy. That's so sad. Well, maybe it'll be funny just having you talking to yourself the entire episode, except for the end. Sorry, except for the folks. 
end in the beginning. Um, we don't have time to re-record anything. <laughs> uh, we, if you can't support us on Patreon, if you want to leave a rating and review for the show, um, no, don't ju- don't judge us by this. <laughs> don't judge us by the fact that um this episode got a little wonky. Um, God, R.I.P. Um, if you uh want to tell a friend about the show, or uh if you want to just keep coming back and listening, so thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and James. Sorry about all of that. <laughs> I've been Olivia. And I have been Briar. Mostly. Kind of. Ugh. And, as always, do you think Rocket Raccoon would be good at chess? Oh, I think he would be good at it. I don't know if he would have fun. Yeah, tracks. Anyways, bye!